reading from Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. He led me all around them. There were very many lying in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I had been commanded, and as I prophesied, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, mortal, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord, come from the four winds, O breath and breathe upon these slain, that they may live. I prophesied as he had commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They say our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are cut off completely. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I'm going to open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people. I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you on your own soil. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act, says the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, breathe into our bones, raise us from our graves, and quicken us with the life that comes only from you. Amen. The past couple of weeks, our readings have all been from the period right around the beginning of the Babylonian exile. When the southern kingdom of Judah, all that was left of the once great nation of Israel, fell to the Babylonian Empire, and all the people of note were carried off to live out their days as exiles. Two weeks ago, we read the letter sent to the first group of exiles by Jeremiah while he was still living in Jerusalem. And last week, we heard the story of the three Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or their Hebrew names, Hananiah. Azariah and Mishael, themselves part of that same first group of exiles that Jeremiah wrote to as they resisted King Nebuchadnezzar. This week we hear from Ezekiel, a priest turned prophet who was also part of that first deportation. In some ways, Ezekiel and Jeremiah were two sides of the same coin, for they were both prophesying at the same time about the same thing the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple, the unavoidable exile to follow, and the restoration which God would bring in the future for those exiles. 
They were prophesying about the same thing, but from different places. Jeremiah was in Jerusalem and then Egypt to the west, while Ezekiel was in Babylon to the east. And while Jeremiah's prophecies were usually straightforward with some symbolism to reinforce the message, Ezekiel's prophecies were heavily symbolic and often envisioned strange, uh, involved rather strange visions or elaborate dramatizations. As an example of one of these dramatizations, one of the ways Ezekiel prophesied that Jerusalem was going to fall to the Babylonians was by taking a brick and drawing a city on it, and then building model siege works and battering rams around it, and then laying on his side before it for more than a year, 390 days on his left side and then 40 days on his right side, and in this way he pressed the siege against it. And for that whole time, he only ate the meager rations that someone in the midst of a siege could eat, a little bit of bread cooked over a dung fire and a little bit of water. I don't imagine this was good for his social life. His visions somehow are even stranger yet, so much so that some of them have led the more imaginative among us to use them as evidence for UFOs or aliens. I'm not joking, by the way. Google Ezekiel 1 and aliens, and you'll see what I'm talking about, lots of interesting pictures. Our story today is really no exception to this strangeness. I mean, this vision of dry bones coming back together, being covered with sinews and flesh and skin, well, it sounds more like a scene from a zombie movie than it does like a scene from the Bible. But below the strangeness, there is a deep truth here. For this story isn't about bones and bodies so much as it is about the work of God's Spirit. Now, in English, this isn't as clear, because the Hebrew word for spirit, ruach, can be translated several ways. So if you opened up your Bibles to this chapter and counted how many times the word spirit appears, you would only find it twice, once at the beginning and once at the end. But if you knew that that same word, ruach, which is translated as spirit, can also be translated as wind and breath, you can see how central ruach is to this vision. First, Ezekiel is brought out to the valley in the Ruach of the Lord. Then God promises to, bring, uh, to the bones to put Ruach into them so that they may live. And then after the bones have come together and the bodies have been rebuilt, they still aren't alive, for they have no Ruach within them. So God commands Ezekiel to prophesy to the Ruach, to call the Ruach into these bodies, and the Ruach comes and they stand up and they live. And finally, God promises to the scattered exiles of both Israel and Judah that God will pull them up out of their graves and will put His Ruach into them so that they may live. Whether it is translated spirit or wind or breath, this Ruach of God is always doing the same thing. She is breathing life into these dry bones. By the way, I've mentioned this before, but I prefer to use she for the spirit rather than it, since the word ruach is a feminine word in Hebrew, and we don't usually use the word it to describe a person. So you're going to hear a lot of that in this sermon. Anyway, I don't think we, uh, I think we often don't quite know how to talk about the Holy Spirit, since she seems to be the hardest person of the Trinity to pin down. As, as Jesus says himself in the Gospel of John, 
the Ruach blows where she chooses, and you do not know where she comes from or where she goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. This is what Jesus says in John chapter 3. But what I find fascinating in this passage in Ezekiel is the way the Spirit chooses to work. Rather than simply coming over to these bones and resurrecting them, the Spirit instead chooses to bring, of all things, a preacher. Rather than simply working directly, the Spirit chooses to use words spoken by a real human being to accomplish her work. And this characteristic of the Holy Spirit, that she generally chooses not to do her work directly, but through her Christians, is why the church exists. It's why the Spirit gathers Christians together week after week after week in congregations like this one all around the world, rather than just leave us at home to study our Bibles. We don't gather because we like each other, or because we're bored or in need of entertainment, but because the Holy Spirit of God has something to say to us. Because the Spirit wants to breathe new life into dry bones like you and like me. That is why the church exists. That is why we gather week after week. Because if the Spirit were not present and active, if she was not speaking through Scripture and preaching, sacrament and prayer, well, there would be no point in coming. But the miracle is that week after week, Sunday after Sunday, the Spirit keeps gathering us here and keeps showing up and keeps speaking and keeps creating life, causing these dry bones to stand up again and live. After our evening prayer service last week, I was told by someone that the Holy Spirit was present in that sanctuary, and that person was right. But it doesn't stop there. The Holy Spirit is present in this sanctuary again at this very moment. The Holy Spirit has once again gathered all of us dry bones here into this valley, and she has once again brought a preacher of all things. To prophesy her life into our bones. So let me borrow these words from Ezekiel to tell your story, not as the 2,500-year-old vision of an eccentric prophet, but as the work of the Holy Spirit in this very moment. And now, even though I'm going to tell this in the first person, and even though I am currently playing a part in this story, keep in mind that this is not a story about me as though I were the only preacher who has carried this story to you. Neither is it about Gary or Ron or any other particular preacher the Spirit has sent to you, but about the Holy Spirit who keeps persisting to bring you this word. The Holy Spirit who keeps calling preachers she can use, not all of us professional, by the way, to revive you when your bones have dried up, when your hope is lost, when you are cut off completely. So hear this word from Ezekiel, this word of the Lord to you. The hand of the Lord came upon me, and he brought me out by the Holy Spirit, and he set me down in the middle of a valley, and it was full of bones. 
He led me all around these bones. There were very many in the valley, and they were very dry. He said to me, Mortal, can these bones live? I answered, Lord God, surely you know. Then he said to me, Preach to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause spirit to enter you, and you shall live. I will lay sinews on you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I preached, as I had been commanded, and as I preached, suddenly there was a noise, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and skin had covered them, but there was no spirit in them. And then he said to me, pray to the spirit, pray, mortal, and say to the spirit, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O spirit, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prayed as he had commanded me, and the Spirit came into them. And they lived, and they stood on their feet, a vast multitude. Then he said to me, Mortal, these bones are the whole people of God. They say our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, we are cut off completely. So therefore preach and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, I am going to open up your graves, these graves in which you live out your lives, these graves of fear and anxiety, of idolatry and self-righteousness, of despair and apathy. I will bring you up from your graves, O my people, and I will root you back into the peace of my mercy. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open up your graves and bring you up from your graves, O my people." I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will root you in my word. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and will act. Thus says the Lord, and thus it will be. Amen.